HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Happy Earth Day, Mike. Happy Earth Day, Judy. I'm still... (laughs) (laughs) You guys are high. Oh, man. It's it's the post-420 glow. It's the afterglow of 420. (laughs) And how did you celebrate 420, uh, Miss Former High Times employee? Um, by not smoking any marijuana. Oh, you're so strict. Nah, it's not my drug. I can't say that. It's good. And I think today we uh, actually, uh, with our esteemed guests over here, it is the Ween and Wide show today. Weed and wine, the not weed, ween and wine. Ween and wine, did I say that right? <laughs> uh, that shit works, apparently. <laughs> it was a lifesaver. It was an indica sativa uh, blend. I looked it up on like medicalmarijuana.com. I could never, I couldn't, that was my shortcoming at high times, one of them. I could never tell the difference. It all just made me silly. <laughs> not silly, more like asleep. <laughs> so, uh, celebrating Earth Day and 420, let's introduce our guests. Well, first we have Michael Gonzalez, a journalist who just wrote a great story in Complex Magazine about getting high with uh, Snoop Dogg, Cypress Hill, Tricky, uh, I don't know, who the hell else? Um, Barry White, which Barry- was <laughs> a cavalcade of stars. <laughs> oh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. It was actually uh, Complex.com, not Complex Magazine. Well, the future is the web anyway. So, yes. so I've heard. And of course, uh, returning today uh, as triumphant return to the Mike and Judy show, <laughs> Jean-Luc Ledoux, James Beard, who came bearing gifts, winning wine superstar, who brought us some awesome wine to taste today. And uh, I'm already into it. Why don't you tell us what we're drinking, Jean-Luc? 
Well, cool. Uh, well, today, since you know, since today's Earth Day, uh, I thought it was very important too that we drink uh, a wine that's made uh, naturally. Uh, so this is kind of an extreme type of, of winemaking. Uh, it's called biodynamics, and uh, where you follow the, the 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 rhythms of the of the moon uh, and, and other stars, and which makes a lot of sense when you do it. So this is a white wine. It's a Saumur from the Loire Valley from Domaine Fosse 2009. It's nice, and being king of the hippies, I love this organic shit. What um, <laughs> what, isn't all wine made like in big barrels of grapes that people stomp on? Like an I Love Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it all natural? No. This is nice. No, again. wine is probably uh, one of the most unnatural product of you know man. Oh. Uh, you can you can do a lot of things uh, to make wine, and uh, you know from the you know, fertilizers that you put in the ground, uh-huh. uh, pesticides that you put in the ground that goes into your wine. From ways of like filtering wines, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're making uh, it less appealing. So this is well, good and stuff. there's really, but there's really been a movement over the past thirty years now of winemakers to going back to uh, make wines wine, the way wine used to be made in the 18th, 19th century, which was extremely naturally, mm-hmm. and, and wines have gotten so much better since then. I mean, seriously, there's a large industrial wine complex, the military industrial wine complex. Like the Franzias of the world? It's, I mean, what the hell's going to this shit? Actually, what's going into the reefer that we're smoking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I find it, like, just incredible. I'm a little cynical about this whole medical marijuana thing, and I, I get my weed from a guy that, you know, I dial on the phone, and he drives by on his bicycle, and some super-duper nice hippie, <laughs> you know, opens up his case. It's like that scene in uh, Raging uh, Bull, or Taxi Driver, rather, uh, when he's buying the guns. Right. It's like that. Here's your choice. Hey, man, I'll take them all. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy will throw on like a leather holster, too. I used to date a pot delivery guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was really dating men with futures back then. Um, I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> well, I'm cynical. Can you imagine if um, you, it was that easy to get a Xanax script and then you went to the store and there were 45 different flavors of Xanax? I mean, something about it seems just delicious. a little... <laughs> I know, right? It seems a little cynical. I wish to say that, like, this is, you know, strictly for medical purposes. Michael, how, how do you feel like pot has changed since when you started smoking it? Probably in, well, when you were. A- I remember buying loose joints on the street. I think yeah. that's how I first started smoking. Yeah, man, like a dollar a, a pop. A, exactly. A dollar for some Colombian you know, dirt. Or you could get a tray bag. There used to be a place up on, uh, uh, on Broadway and 145th Street. And you could buy these tray bags, which were $3 bags of weed. You got, like, four joints out of it. $3. Yeah. I, I never saw less than a nickel bag, but I yeah. do remember the $3 acid hit and uh, $3 uh, vials of crack, too, of course. <laughs> speaking, miss- speaking of psychedelics, <laughs> I mean, th- did you read the, the Times story today about um, treating treating illnesses, like getting people over their fear of death with um, psychedelics? It's a very exciting story. It's uh, very cool. I right? have very successfully blown all the bad shit out of my brain with LSD. I've never taken LSD. <laughs> I think I used all my uh, free stories in the time, so now <laughs> you know I can't. I, was, I saw your story or your, or your Facebook. No, page, but if you click but... the link, you can get to it because if somebody else links to it, that you can get. Oh, yeah, so I you didn't can still read it. Oh, so 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 weed and wine are kind of can be natural if they're made that way. I feel exactly. like Mister Natural right now. I'm there. <laughs> Back to the garden, baby. You know, I see a lot of uh, similarities between how. You know, now you you know you, when you hear of those dispensaries in California, etc., mm-hmm. and they have all those different kinds of weed and those special selection and strain that have been developed, and one is better than the other, and this is pretty much what has been happening with with vines 
through the centuries where you select the best material that's going to give you the best fruit. I think I think wine. I shouldn't measure it better. There's a more uh, um, substantial, viable yardstick by which I can measure wine versus measuring weed, like like the joint we smoked before. Okay, I was a little peppery on the nose, you know. Um, you know, <laughs> See, I could it, never tell. It, it that. had, you know, it wasn't overpowering. It wasn't perfumey, right? Let, let and it's got. A, I'm, I'm like, you know, flying the fucking spaceways now. Let, it's let me, very mellow, very very trippy, not intense. Then maybe the. In, yeah, the review I read is probably pretty accurate. That well, it's let me calming. ask you a question: Do you ever get weed that smells really, really good, and it doesn't do yes. anything for you? I mean, it's yes. like smells incredible, but it's like you might as well be smoking oregano. Yeah, it's Fugazi. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's like that show weed that looks really great, and it does not pack a punch. Mm-hmm. Right, like That's the hairy, why... sticky buds that people used to get. Yeah, Jack, why don't you chime on this? You have a bit of expertise. Oh, I find people really overlook darker buds because they want the green, crystally, like like Michael's saying, you know, the good-looking weed, but sometimes those dark buds are uh, better than they look. That show weed, you know, is responsible for promoting the, the, these fallacies? High, High times. times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I did want to read something here. This, Michael, this is from uh, your blog. Uh, um, and let's see, originally published in uh, One More Robot Zine. Um, this is your story, Broadway Buddhas and the Birth of Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. And uh, dressed in jeans, a t-shirt, and pro sneakers, I was paranoid even before taking... Oh, there goes my iPad. <laughs> Uh, before taking the first puff, I had never smoked before. The year before, my mom found a High Times magazine stashed in a box that also co- contained copies of Players and Cherry. <laughs> well, I, well, she didn't seem to mind smut. Mom lost her mind over High Times. Oh, you know, I, I'm a former Cherry employee as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I read that, and I was just beaming with pride. <laughs> but Cherry was so, like, I mean, Penthouse, I guess, was supposed to be nasty, but Cherry was really nasty. <laughs> and uh, and uh, cherry, cherry was nasty, but... The the idea was supposed to be all American girls. No, but Cherry had a scratch in sniff centerfold one time. I mean, that's classic now. I tried to get that in high times, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't spring for it. I, I worked like- at high times for a while too. I worked after you guys, but I worked with um, Ann Nocenti was my right, editor right, comic there. book editor, and Norman Mailer's son Buffalo. Yeah, is that, that like? Yeah, he was the guy who wanted to take the, the, the pot out of the magazine. Yeah, how'd that work out for him? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, well, that was you know the, the brilliant um, you know future strategy of High Times was to take the pot out and make it a lifestyle magazine. They were still trying to get that oh. big Levi Strauss account. You know, is that what the they were Oh, are you are you kidding? They took the, the the pot out. The advertisers went you know all with it, and you know they were having fire sale prices on the ads just to make payroll. I heard. Oh. I mean, it was a disaster. It was one of the greatest disasters in the history of modern. Well, I'm glad I didn't know all of that. I used to go up there and actually sit in the waiting room and wait for them to give me my check. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Just yeah, (laughs) waiting there for a long time. No, they usually brought it out. I think they were a little scared or something. I don't know. (laughs) 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 So let's drink up this uh, Earth Day wine, which I'm enjoying. Can we get this at your place, uh, Jean-Luc? Yes. And where is your place located? Uh, 600 Washington Street. In fabulous Tribeca. In fabulous ah. West Village. Oh, West Village. West Village. Village. I, I got to say, Jean-Luc does have the best wine shop in, in New York. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a, it's like not snooty. You know, it's regular. I've played, you've, you've played you, you've, my you've guitar played, there. You've played guitar there. You know, I have a standing gig Sitting there. on a case of champagne and drinking. <laughs> it's the most um, expensive yeah. stage I've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on that case of champagne and paying me really nice high-end spirits. You know, I've, I do have a taste for Calvados and Armagnac. And, and, uh, and, and, and those are great. Uh, that's, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, but I do love your store, and it is so nice and easygoing. So what else do we have to drink here? We, got, we have uh, this lovely organic white wine. Let's move on to the red. Already, <laughs> You haven't finished your no, white. You already want to go to the red. Huh? Yes. Okay. 
Well, you know what? Well, we can talk more about pot if you want. No, let's talk about, you know what? Wine songs. Because I just wrote, I just, my uh, book, The Official Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Book of Lists, is coming out in June ish. But I had to do, I had 101 songs about pot, but I could only come up with 10 wine songs. The only 10 wine songs. Oh, man. There's so I many. mean, you must know some that I don't know. Red, I don't know. Red, uh, red wine, Neil Diamond. Yeah. Let's start right uh, there. He gave us the wine by you know, Jonathan Richman and okay. the Model Lover. Million uh, versions of drinking wine, Spodiote. Yeah, wine, drinking wine, Spodiote. Spill the wine. Is that how you said to spill the wine? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were talking too, and you were writing about the best uh, weed songs. Oh yeah, which seems to be like you know every two months someone wants to run that at high times on the web. Well, I mean, I, I tried to do it because I had done a little research and I saw all these lists and how people did it, so I, I wanted to do it a little bit differently. I put a little mm-hmm. research into it, found out like when Philly Blunts were first made, or found out you know the history behind different songs. Sure, great. And, you know, obviously there's a great tradition of marijuana songs in, you know, Viper songs in American culture. I mean, since the 20s, mm-hmm. I mean, the Jug Band songs, I mean, lots of great, like, Jug Band songs about cocaine as well, and lots of heroin songs and needle songs, but the Viper song and the marijuana song is definitely something that's evolved. I guess the heroin song kind of had, went out of vogue after that first Velvet Underground record. Well, I had found, uh, <laughs> like, some kind of public domain tape in a dollar store mm-hmm. of, called Reefer Songs, yep. and it was like... All these songs by Louis Armstrong, Cab Calloway, like all these songs from the 20s and 30s that was about weed. So anybody that thought that Snoop Dogg was the first person to smoke, talk about smoking weed, I mean. No, you know, all that, all that uh, like I said, the Viper songs and hitting the gong, passing the gong. What, what Reefa Man. Reefa. What, was, what was your favorite pop song? Well, from As back, a connoisseur. From, well, I have a couple favorites. I mean, the list, they, they didn't go by what I said. I said number one should be... Rick James, Mary Jane. They said number uh, one should be Method Man and Red Man, How High. I picked I like Afro Rick Man, James. How I Got, I got High. <laughs> you know, the best reverse song is It's Not Rainy Day Woman? No. Well, a Rainy or, Day Woman. Or Legalize list. It? Or no. Kaya. You don't like reggae, so if I say no. Kaya, well, you're, I just gonna, Kaya. you're just going to give me that evil look again no. if I say Kaya. Like, it's, it's like, I, it's that, I know that look, Judy. That's the shut the fuck up. No, in I, here. I, I actually <laughs> went to the le- like, I don't know. I can't remember if they ran Kaya, but one of my good friends was friends with Marley, and she wrote a book about Exodus. And I, her name is Vivian Goldman. She teaches at NYU, writes for the New York oh, Times. Oh, she's really cool. I want to yeah. have her on the show. Oh, you can. Yeah, she's one of my best friends. So, like, I told Vivian, you know, can you give me a little thing about Kaya? And she just, like, wrote something up for me. I can't remember if they used it or not, because after I wrote the list, I didn't really read it. Because <laughs> I'm familiar with that. <laughs> like that's over with. I'm just waiting well, you know, for the check. It's like it was so intense because of course I waited to the day of the well, deadline to turn it in because I was smoking <laughs> weed all week. And I mean, what's the criteria really for the weed smoking song? I mean, there, I think there are two categories. The one is that's specifically about the weed, your Viper songs, your uh, Legalize It, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then what about the songs that are just best paired as we're drinking wine and pairing it uh, with everything we do these days well, that, uh, you know with, with the experience well that's that like. was the thing I mean I could I wanted to talk more about the stuff that I smoke weed and write to which is like the Massive Attack and Tricky and Portishead yeah. I love Massive you know, Attack I, I, I did Massive Attack too that, that is like the, the great chill out <laughs> I mean like it, whenever I'm writing I put on blue lines smoke a little weed I was like I'm there you but, know? but Judy how can you love Massive Attack and be like so anti-reggae and like so anti all these other uh, quasi hippie kinds of music I don't like jazz <laughs> Philistine oh, just I'm, like 
I like what I like. That's why you get along with Bob Morales because you guys don't like Gene. It's like saying I don't like books. Even Bob is upset with my dislike of the Beatles, though. Yes, yes. Well, you know, that's philistinic. Well, as you know, as Abby Hoffman used to say, the best hamburgers are made from sacred cows. Fuck the Beatles. I think we're gonna hear we're gonna hear one of a good a good wine song for our little break. It's a. Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Right on. Cherries and an angel's kiss in spring. My summer wine is really made from all these things. I walked in town on silver spurs, the jingle too. A song that I had only sang to just a few She saw my silver spurs and said let's pass some time And I will give to you summer wine Oh, oh, summer wine Strawberries, cherries and in spring my summer wine is really made from all these things take off your silver spurs well all right we're back on the mike and judy show it's mike edison with judy mcguire and our esteemed guests michael gonzalez and john luke ledoux and jack kingsley engineer to the stars broadcasting live at roberta's here on the heritage radio network Judy, I wanted to ask before we got back to our guests. Uh, you're in the bar mitzvah business now, and Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, you Michigana. Enough of this Michigas. Oh man, <laughs> nice work, McGuire. Tell us. I understand you 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 have uh, filming the Apprenticeship of Buddy Kravitz Part Two. This time it's personal. Well. <laughs> Well, I mean, bar, there's there's big business in bar, mit, bar mitzvahs. I'm actually going to... Yeah, I, there are Jews involved. What do you think? <laughs> um, I went out to Video Larry's studio on Great Neck the other day and perfected... We tweaked the bar mitzvah movie for one of my clients. Now, you, I, you wrote the script. You're the screenwriter. I wrote the script. This is my second bar mitzvah movie. I also rewrote the father of the bar mitzvah boy's speech, which ended up with me comparing the bar mitzvah boy to Moses. It was kind of a reach... Setting, but, the, um, setting the bar kind of low, aren't you? <laughs> the, a boy becomes a man, and that's a low point. No, <laughs> and then and then freeze freeze the Jews from Egypt. He didn't. He, <laughs> the young man did not free any Jews or part any seas. Tell me more about Video Larry, because when we we're talking about this, I just picture I picture Larry from the Three Stooges. No, no, no. He's just a, he's it. like a nice guy from Great Neck. They do uh, bar mitzvah and wedding videos and stuff, and. Yes, this was quite a production. Can you, leak, can you leak this onto YouTube so we can see it and like, no. and like, and like smirk ironically? This is this is one of my best clients. <laughs> She's a lovely woman. She cares a lot about her kids, and it was actually pretty pretty fun for McGuire to be and her, writing. And her, and her kids intellectually challenged. They can't write their own goddamn speeches. No, her kid wrote his own speech. It was the dad who needed a little punching up of the script. Spoken as someone who had a really miserable bar mitzvah experience. Well, <laughs> that is baggage all Well, a friend forever. of mine who was doing, we hired to do the voiceover for the bar mitzvah movie. Um, I must, have, I must have been busy that day. I must have missed the call. Well, he had been, he had been bar mitzvahed by Jackie Mason's brothers, one of Jackie Mason's six um, rab- <laughs> rabbinical brothers. Right, right. It's a family of rabbis, right? <laughs> it was fun. Oh, but anyway, man. so what are Let's we get drinking? Back to shit that matters. <laughs> Booze. 
we're, which so there's a short really, supply at a bar mitzvah. excellent Pinot Noir uh, from Burgundy. Jean-Luc, tell us about it. Well, you know, this is this is a very, very cool Pinot Noir from Burgundy. It's a Blagny. It's a very small village, probably one of the most obscure of the Burgundy population from a producer friend of mine uh, from a great vintage of 2009. You know, when you, when you told me that today you were doing wine and weed, uh, I thought I would bring up the subject of monks because I think, I, for me, the, the, the monks uh, are the old-timers, uh, uh, pot growers. Monks have a long tradition of making wine and beer. They, the they would find the perfect place beer. to make it, the perfect strain of Pinot Noir to make it, and so it's as, as good as possible. So let me ask you, if I was found myself wandering around 15th century uh, Burgundy in Bourgogne, mm-hmm. uh, what, what would I be drinking? Would I be drinking uh, Pinot Noir wine? In you would re- be drinking Pinot Noir wine, yeah. And, and you know, although I, you know, I, I, they, they used to grow uh, hemp in Burgundy, all over Burgundy, mm-hmm. and actually, you find a lot of old names of names of vineyards where uh, the name hemp in French is a uh, la is uh, is used. Was it grows com- grown commercially? Yes, uh, for for, rope for making and sales and rope and these sorts of things, and certainly exactly you know, you know those uh, the, the haute couture of. Uh, of, of a pure the average hemp monk. necklace yeah, with the for, bead. Yeah, hemp was a very you know, you know, you know the was, rags and robes and uh, what the hell do you call it? You know, monk wears shmata. Uh, oh, sorry, shmata. I'm Jewish. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Maguire. Wow, you got some distorted monks <laughs> that, that, here. That's good. I, I think your 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 career in Judaism is gonna gonna fly. It's named after me. Come on, it, it's a, it, wow. Judaism. That's so awesome. That's so you're only, awesome. you're Dude, only laughing because you're high. Let, let me just deal. Let me just deal with that. <laughs> from, but did you notice at the beginning of the show I was sort of slurring? But I dropped. I did that sponsor drop and station ID like a pro. I don't know. I think it's the wine. The wine. I'm, I'm stacking the the wine on top of the weed, and it's doing wonders. So wait, so, <laughs> so so these this is the grapes are grown by monks. Well, no. Originally, the vineyards were planted by monks. Okay. Now, today, uh, you know, in, you know, in France, we had a revolution in 1789, and all the land that was that was. <laughs> You heard about that. So, but everything, <laughs> all the land that was owned either by the nobility or by the monks, by the church, mm-hmm. was confiscated and sold at auction. Okay, so, so your after friend seven, bought some. Huh? So your friend bought some land. And my friend bought some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this wine. Uh, I, I like it. It's, it's dry. It's uh, got a little body, but it's light like a Pinot Noir, but it's got, it's got a little something to it. I, I it's, like it's it. It's structure. what I'm looking for in Pinot Noir. It's, it's lightness, that elegance. The, the fruit has really that brightness to it that, you know, likes from a lot of other wines. Uh, I, I, I think it's got a lot of self-confidence, this wine. I think it's got self-confidence. It's a, it's a wine that knows itself, but believes in its own message. Oh yeah, it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't need us to, to, to believe in itself. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't need me to tell it what it is. This wine. Uh, I wish I could speak about wine that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you spoke about Judaism, though. I'm kind of. I am. I am an honorary Jew. Uh, man, I'm kind of intimidated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you are not Jewish. No. And but, but, bar mitzvah, and, bris, and, and, bat mitzvahs, voiceovers. I do, I do it all. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to branch into other religions, too. I'm an atheist, so. Grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school, yet I found this niche. We should do the so last Catholic You're kind of suitable for every occasion. I'm a whore, basically. <laughs> uh, I think we should do the lapsed Catholic show. I think that would be a good theme for a show. One uh, is there Michael Smiley, you're going to come back for the lapsed Catholic, well, Catholic show? I used to be an altar boy. Oh, man, you're definitely... He's got- not that lapsed, though. Yeah, well, you know... There's laps and then there's laps. I have, I have, I have uh, it's, it's a little complex, right? It's complicated, okay, as they but, say on Facebook. Well, why don't you tell us about getting stoned with Snoop Dogg? 
<laughs> and his mommy, who called well, him Snoopy. Speaking, speaking, well, of, speaking of laps, I, I just his mom just... was all born again. I mean, look, I, I was covering Snoop. I used to write a lot. Let's. I, I used to write a lot for Urban magazines. I wrote for Vibe and the Source and Rap Pages, and you know, I was flying all over interviewing different rappers and everybody smoked weed i mean and everybody let me just say my stories aren't that unique i just decided to write them i don't know why all these years all the writers other rap writers i know have never written your stories because they're afraid they're gonna get busted by their magazine it's crazy there's a real stigma about it i mean surprise journalists get stoned with rap stars <laughs> I, I, mean, it's so I fucking, got drunk it, with it, shane mcgowan yeah like, it's so on. fucking mundane that I like mean, i'd almost like if you brought that in i'd say come on michael i try a little harder well, one of our friends but was telling is, me about people, sniffing coke with keith richards and he's like i don't even do drugs but i couldn't say no to keith i know? don't do that either <laughs> but i couldn't say no to that uh, you know you know you know what's, what's crazy an editor at a major Rock Magazine who actually just hired me for a gig this week so maybe I should, I'm going to be kind to them this week and see how it goes but um, the, the former editor I was writing a story about Keith Richards and um, and this sort of essay about my Rolling Stones fantasies and this reoccurring dream I have where Mick is always a dick and Keith is always a really nice guy just like real life, real life, right? like real life. Well, I, I had a drink with Keith one night he was super duper nice to me anyway as I was saying you know in reality like Keith buys me drinks but Mick never comes over my house with the really delicious cocaine and the editor says you can't call cocaine delicious yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean okay this is like you know, in a major newsstand rock and roll magazine, you can't call cocaine delicious. And I was just shocked. He goes, no, we don't want these drug references in our magazine. You mean in my story about Keith Richards? Well, no drug references. Can, can I just say, I had an erotica editor, an erotica editor. Like, we're writing about all kinds of sex, and she tells me, you write about weed like it's legal. I'm like, well, you know, everybody I know smokes. Like, and and you know, at high times, there was a lot of, uh, their relationship with sexuality is very, very bizarre over at high times. I mean, first of all, it's a fucking sausage fest, and there's largely a lot of misogynism and homophobia going on over there. Yeah. A lot of the other side of their mouth, they're talking about worshiping the goddess. You know, Judy, you know better than anyone. <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, how was your high times experience? So horrific. <laughs> so horrific, I played a really mean prank about them, which I wrote about in this month's Cosmopolitan magazine. Oh, really? Wow. Cosmo. <laughs> Who's on the cover? That, that bar mitzvah speech is... Slut. Yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> Two of my favorite words. So, so wait, so how cute was Snoop's mom? Snoop's mom was adorable. You know I like older women, and I was just... Like, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> You know, I could have been Snoop's stepfather, but yeah, she woke me up off the couch. I mean, I was smoking these blunts with Snoop, and you know, I guess he's used to it. I, I'm just, I'm a little weak, I guess. And I wound up passing out while he was in the backyard doing a photo shoot. And uh, Snoop's mom came downstairs <laughs> and woke me up, and she said, "Oh, baby, everybody can't smoke that stuff Snoopy smokes." <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Man. I wish I picked a Snoop Dogg song. So there's still time. Snoop. Snoop. Snoop to me is a mystery guy. I mean, he's obviously um, you know great and talented. And he's amazing what he does and a very he's charismatic like a sexy guy. guy. Yeah, he's got that thing, right? Well, you he's know? a family guy too. I mean, he's a I... family guy. He's a pornographer. Yeah. He makes ass fucking movies for Larry Flint, but he also has a child's TV show. But he has, yeah, like, he he has, has a, he's <laughs> a football coach for his little league. You know, yeah, and, and he just, makes ass fucking pornography a, for Larry Flint. No, but I'm just saying, like, you know, his mother is like hey, Snoop grew up in the church. Snoop used to be in the choir. It's like he. 
he he's another conflicted one, okay? <laughs> yeah, he, he's like this wine, you know? He doesn't need us to tell him what Yo, he but is. I'll tell you what the biggest disappointment was, was they told me that I was going to a party at Snoop's house. I thought it was going to be <laughs> like funny. something out of NWA and naked girls dancing on pool tables and guys shooting. And it was just like uncles and aunts and kids running around. <laughs> like you could have been at your house, but in so a I was so upset. Like, I was like, what? Come on. I flew all the way out to California for this. Where's, where's like, Super... What was her name? Super Slut or whatever? Um, oh, Superhead. Yeah. Yeah, well, this was... You before. are so hip, McGuire. She was probably still in high school at this time. Here on the cutting edge of the Mike and Judy show. Man, this wine is really doing wonders for me. Do we have another bottle kidding around? Do we want to taste one more fantastic wine? No. No? No. What do you mean, no? We don't. Grandma... <laughs> Uh, you know, you're supposed to be the co-host, not the chaperone, Judy. You call me the chaperone. Mm. I'm just looking. There's two There's two bottles of wine. Yeah, it's awesome. I only it? see I see single things now, Mike. I haven't been smoking the Marahooch. <laughs> seeing like four of everything. That was the, the lifesaver. I think it, so I there think, are ten of us and four bottles of wine. <laughs> I think it came as described. The allergies. Next time, we'll, we'll, we'll try, I'll try uh, something more sativa-based and see if um, the description is right. I'm, not, I'm cynical about these descriptions about weed. Um, I mean, yeah, this definitely has me like... You know, ten feet off the ground, but and it's mellow. But I, it sounds to me more about the potency than some weird sideways descriptor for the psychotropic well, effect. I have to admit, I, I buy my weed from the same guy for the last fifteen years. I don't know what it is. He just gives me like whatever he has. That's that's what I like. And I'm I would happy like it. that way. <laughs> I, think I, prefer, I think I prefer that. Last choice. I huh? used to buy this like like amazing like brickweed, this Mexican brickweed, and it was uh it was dark bud like Jack was talking about, but it was green. It, it wasn't like Colombian brown dirt we'd like we used to get when we were high school i mean it was good it would have qualified as quote-unquote sensimilia in 1980 yeah, you remember sensimilia? yeah yeah you know, <laughs> you know i mean it, it's, it's compressed you know and it's and it's not like you know you know super moist but man it got you where you wanted to be and it cost like nothing it was still like 50 dollars an ounce um like like six years ago 50 dollars an ounce so what would uh, this bottle of wine set me back, John Luke? If I were to go to your store, John, uh, well, the white wine Street. would turn you, you know, like about twenty six, twenty seven dollars. Mm-hmm. The the Burgundy would be more like around fifty nine. Really? I kind of splurged for you guys today. Thank I figured, you. I figured, oh you know, it's Earth Day. You know, uh, we co- we don't come to Roberta's too often. You know, uh, we'd have a little fun, well, and uh, and I know you like a good Pinot Noir. It's, so. I do, and it's opening up a lot. I can t- I can tell the difference. It's really, um, yeah. It, it it's delicious. really a great vineyard and it's a great winery called uh, Thierry and Pascal Matro. Uh, they've been around, I mean, the family's been around for 150 years. They have this, this vineyard which is totally unknown. It's, uh, it's an appellation that's, uh, that, you know, I would say 99% of people don't know. Uh, but that little corner that they had, they made just fantastic wines. It, it's great. Um, it, it's really delicious. It's nice to drink a bottle of wine above my pay grade. <laughs> I think about our pay grades. I'm always in search of that great $20 bottle, you know, $15 to $20 bottle of wine. Uh, and believe me, I used to be looking for like the, the 10 to $15 bottle of wine. That's where I am. Well, I was spoiled, you know. One, one, I'm a Jew and I don't like spending money. But two, I lived in Europe for so long that I was getting amazing bottles of Rioja for three, you know, three, 300 pesetas when it was still a peseta and it was super fucking devalued. Oh, my God, yeah. You you know, were, and you were getting the stuff that's now... In the, Spain uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. <laughs> A bottle of good, like you know, super oaked, you know, Rioja uh, from from a, from a, from a great family that costs you in a restaurant sixty seventy dollars was five hundred pesetas 
um, and their version of Woolworths, where I go to buy it in Vips. Uh, 500 pesetas is probably three dollars and seventy five cents, mm-hmm. and we were splurging because there were three hundred peseta bottles of wine that were perfectly palatable, as well. That was going on over there. We're whispering. I, there are no secrets here on the Mike and Junior show. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke pot. I'm all sorts of fucking paranoid now. We're talking about you. Oh, man. No, Michael just wanted to remind me to tell everyone to check out Complex.com. Michael, where do we find the article? It is absolutely fantastic. It's, um, Blunted on Reality, Complex.com, and the 50 Best Weed Songs also at Complex. Do they link to the songs there? or do you Yes, they do. It? In fact, they have the whole songs, which everybody keeps saying is so amazing. I, I never knew because I don't really listen to that much. I listen to stuff on the internet from YouTube, but I don't listen to a lot and of from us, of websites. course. He listens to us religiously. Everyone Sometimes should. three or four yeah, times. Know, I mean, I'm so I'm writing so much. I don't have time to listen to a lot of stuff online. Don't listen to the Mike and Judy show if you're trying to write something because we get all up in your head. We're like little nits in your head. All right. Hair. Well, it has been once again. The fastest, fastest half hour. <laughs> the fastest 30 minutes on the internet today. I'm looking forward to our lapsed Catholic <laughs> and Angel Dust show. Oh, right. Once again, it's the Mike and Judy show from Mike Edison, Judy Noir, Mike Gonzalez, and John Luke Ledoux. Thank you. We'd mind, baby. You. See you next week. All right, guys. A big bow, wow, wow. Because we're going to make it a little misty here tonight. This is DJ Ease Dick on the station that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. When I met you last night, baby. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.